to the Not-So-Black-and-White Real Estate Podcast with your hosts, Sir Colin Campbell and Gary A. McGowan. Good afternoon, good afternoon. It's your host, Sir Colin Campbell, here with Gary A. McGowan. And you're tuned into the Not-So-Black-and-White Real Estate Podcast. We have a special guest in the building, well, the virtual building, one of the most uh, successful entrepreneurs in our circle. Um, Gary's going to give you a full bio on him, but I can't wait to introduce Sandy McKay to the podcast. Welcome, brother. Sandy, there you are. So you know why Colin's saying that, right? <laughs> yeah, because nobody's got one. Nobody's got the bio. <laughs> I'm always good at my show prep, but I always print it off. And this is the one time I don't with the guy that we almost know best. I'm like, don't worry, Sandy. I'll just, I'll just wing it. <laughs> this is terrible now. <laughs> so, Sandy, welcome to the show. How you doing? Hey, happy to be here. Very happy good. Here. I'm pumped up. Guys. This is exciting. I know. We both have had the pleasure of being on your one of like, how many podcasts are you running with now? Two, three, what? How many different ones? Four? I'm doing two consistently. Two consistently. Well, one I've been doing consistently for what? Seven years now. Over seven years. Uh, yeah. Well, the Break the Real Estate Investing podcast. Yeah. Seven years. So that's so I, I do have some experience in this stuff. So hopefully we uh, we can put together a fun, good show here. <laughs> we'll talk about that uh, for sure, because in my opinion, I think it, it is the leading Canadian real estate podcast. So there. Absolutely. I, I said it. Good. Good, Absolutely. good, good. So who is, who is Sandy McKay? So I'm going to tell you what I think Sandy, who Sandy McKay is, and then we're going to ask if that's even a remotely accurate. How's that sound? <laughs> so nice. Sandy, I've known you for maybe – Maybe ten years now, pretty close. Be up there, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Gotta be at least eight, nine, yeah, at least. Yeah, and you and I met. You know, we all have. You know, the the real estate investing circles are small, right? When when you kind of get into the the thick of things, and and you get you surround yourself with like minded people that are doing uh, some pretty amazing things, and that's how Sandy and I met uh, in the Durham. Um, Durham area. And uh, I remember I knew you before. I'm going to say it like this. I knew you before you were anything, man, but you were always something. <laughs> so in this, in the last eight years, Sandy has become one of the, one of the, you know, he's, he has a tremendously sized real estate portfolio, has, is the leader of one of the top performing real estate teams in the Hamilton area, and now most recently has launched uh, his own real estate brokerage with with a couple of key partners that we shall remain nameless for a moment. <laughs> no, it's all good. Sandy, so you have had uh, a tremendous success over the last eight, nine, probably even longer than that years. Uh, fill in the gaps. Who Who is Sandy McKay? Well, yeah, you nailed it with the great partners. That's part of my theme, I think, in my journey is, is having great partners, <clears throat> both on buying real estate, uh, investing with real estate. We started uh, purchasing a lot of properties with joint venture partners, and uh, that's been a mar- our model for six, seven, eight years now, seven years or so. And uh, and that's a theme throughout all these businesses I've started, too, has been we a lot of them are, almost all of them are some sort of a partnership. And uh, that's not the only way to do it, but I've been I've been uh, fairly effective in doing that. I think uh, you know that's not for everybody, but we built up uh, yeah a great real estate team. We have a property man- management company which my wife uh, Kate runs day to day. I've got a construction company too that handles a lot of our renovation projects, and uh, and then our investments company, of course that we that we've 
really that's the real big wealth builder ultimately is buying the real estates. Uh, but we've got all this kind of grouping of companies around it to, to help support that really is what it comes down to. And the real estate team has been really fun. It led to us growing the, uh, now the brokerage, uh, Keller Williams Legacies. And uh, I'm having a lot of fun with that personally with the team, the team and the brokerage where I spend a lot of my time. And um, helping realtors, helping uh, other people create awesome, awesome uh, journeys, awesome wealth building stories in this awesome industry of ours. Yeah, very cool. That, very that, cool. Sorry, go ahead, Colin. That is just, no. I said that is just amazing because um, Sandy basically alluded to the fact that the way he's found success in so many of his businesses is finding the right partners. What is it you're looking for in a partner when you are creating that business relationship? Oh, Jay, Colin, yeah. just going right to the heat of things. All right, here we go. <laughs> Dude, this guy, uh, he's very, it's somebody that I admire. Um, I trust uh, implicitly. There's someone in my circle, and it, I would like to share this with everyone. Well, I guess started that with a funny story. So I was in, uh, you know, we were in Dallas two, last year or two years ago for a family reunion, Keller Williams, and uh, and I had, oops, sorry, I had, uh, we were having lunch, I believe, and uh, we're going into a restaurant. I was with uh, not a not a formal partner, but maybe I, I sense maybe we should have formed a partnership here. Andre Chin and I were in line, and they go, "Who is?" Are you guys, are you the guys from Canada that do that show? The not the black and white podcast show? And it's like Andre, I don't know. Where are they getting that from? That's really but uh, but I was in that moment I was like, Yeah, maybe we should form a partnership and do, do a show or something. Something like you guys. So you guys have obviously found a, a good partnership there too. I don't know how we're getting credit for it. But, but, uh, but, but yeah, the partnerships are really uh, a theme for me. Uh, I, I haven't I haven't always been I haven't always done it correctly, but I think, uh, you know, coming up with people that you can obviously know, like, and trust, uh, trust and, and honesty and everything is a huge piece, but really just have fun with and grow with. I think, you know, we have to be in alignment, you know, and you might not be in alignment indefinitely forever, right? So a lot of the conversation up front I've learned for sure is, is how do you exit this if and when that time comes? Because it's probably going to come. Might be might be a year or it might be 20 years, but it's probably going to probably going to happen because people's lives as much as you might think you're in total alignment today things happen things change right people have families and and things that like that beyond the business side and and so you know you want to just be in for me it's being in business with people that um you know we can laugh and have fun with and, and enjoy the the ride because building a business if you don't like the ride and the journey then there's no real no point in doing it because that's that's all it is is, is the journey ups and downs and you're never going to get through the struggles if you don't if you can't at least, uh, you know, see that that side of it. So, you know, coming up with people that are in alignment with that, and uh, and also just good people. You know, people that that appreciate a good culture and environment. I think that's probably one of the biggest things I've learned is people that want to be in a, a sharing, fun environment, which is why I, I love Keller Williams too. It's it, it is that on steroids, right? So, anyone who's really into the KW side of things and enjoys that culture is probably someone that I'd be at least intrigued. Uh, with exploring some sort of partnership with. Nice, nice. I like it. I like it. And we've got we've got friends chiming in here. So we, funny enough, we were just talking about you, Kelly, in the pre-show. Uh, and then there's a big congrats out to you, that virtual high five. Uh, so awesome stuff. 
Yeah. I, I told her I was going to talk. I was, I was going to mention it to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So if you don't know what we're talking about, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, our friend Kelly, um, there's some amazing news with Kelly Manateo. So dig into that. And if you're looking for help or growth in your business, uh, Kelly is fantastic at doing that. Um, so what, what I want to talk about, Sandy, is, you know, as I kind of said in the amazing bio that I had printed off at the beginning of the show, you know, it would, it seems like opportunity keeps getting in your way because you're looking for it. That might be a a strange way to say it, but opportunity keeps showing up, but opportunity doesn't just show up. Right. And, and how do you, how do you see opportunity? How do you, um, you put your thumbprint on it and say, yeah, that's an opportunity I want to, I want to look at and I want to take. And how do you, how do, like, what does that look like? I'm getting, I'm, I, I'm learning that still, to be honest, because I've, I've probably jumped on sometimes too many opportunities and, and not really thought about the impact that it would have on, on everything else I have going on. <clears throat> Cause you do have to be careful with your time and your, you know, where you, where you dedicate it. Obviously you only have so, so much of it. And, uh, if you're going and spending time on one thing, it's taken away from from something else in life. Maybe it's not another business. Maybe it's your family and that that sort of thing, right? So you got to be careful with it. I've learned to be be better at, at picking the right you know spots over the over the years for sure. I think uh, to me, it's got to be now at this point, and and really ultimately it should have been this way from the beginning. The beginning, but uh, I've learned that it's got to be something super super exciting. Like it's got to be a like absolute. This is so exciting to me. I want to do it. Like I'm doing it. And it can't be a, that yeah, sounds good, but I'm not really sure. You know, if it's any, any sort of questioning of it in my mind, it's just not going to be worth it at this point. Uh, and, and it's got to, you know, cause you got to get out of bed every day and be excited about it. And, and it's got to last through the, the rough parts where any opportunity you're going to take on in life is going to have some, some spots that are tricky, some, some, you know, where you get beat up and, and you, you don't feel like going any further. You got to overcome that, right? And so you got to have, maybe some grit in that to do that, but it's got to be an exciting finish line or a journey that you're on uh, or else you're just not going to get past those tough spots. So that's one thing for sure. It's, it's got to be really exciting and it's got to be something that uh, moves you towards more your bigger picture like journey in life, what you want to do in life. It's got to be something that pushes you down that path if it's not in alignment with that, which just comes back to kind of finding out why you're, why you're doing what you're doing, right? What, what's really important for you in life. And uh, if it doesn't meet that, you know, it's not in alignment with that. There's certainly no point in spending any time on it. Yeah. So my, my follow-up question to that, and, and you touched on this in many times, but I'd love to know, like, is there some specific ways that you help yourself and your team, your, your wife and so forth, identify the right opportunity? Like, how do you, how do you do that? How do you identify, yeah, this is the one? Because as you said, you've maybe jumped on too many at some times. So how do you identify that? Yeah, there's probably no science to it. I think uh, sometimes it comes. It's a little bit of art and science, right? It's a bit of a mix. I think you're. I think you. I think there's both sides of that. Sometimes it is just a bit of a feeling to an extent that you get with with you know something that you're working on or something that you're you're looking at working on. Um, sometimes it's the people involved, and it's just it's really an exciting journey to go down with with some fun people. And if you're gonna you know, doing doing fun stuff and big things is always to me. I always have a lot more fun doing that with great people around me. And so, if there's great people involved, it, it makes it makes it a little more attractive for sure. Uh, and so, I always want to look at the people being involved or the people that might be involved as you grow it. You know, that's got to be an exciting exciting uh, part of it too. And um, 
I think that's one of the biggest things, to be honest. The people involved in it, the environment they're working in, it's got to be there and exciting because that's where you show up to every day. Interesting. Uh, now, Sandy, you've been in real estate, what, six years now? Six, seven years? Sorry, I lost the sound there. That's all right. Uh, this is the beauty with life, right? Um, so you've been in real estate for how many years? Six, seven years? I've been a realtor for, uh, we're coming up on seven years in a, in a couple months here. Uh, so real seven estate years. A few years before that. Real estate in okay. the investment side a couple, two, three years before that. Yeah. Okay. So seven to 10 years, you've been a real estate um, agent or investing. During that time, you've built a huge portfolio with properties, um, investment properties, property management, you know, construction company. Uh, now the owner of a brokerage. Now a lot of people will look at that as, holy smokes, this guy has created overnight success. Now we know there's no such thing as overnight success. Um, so tell us, you know, what who is Sandy at the core that you are successful in so many businesses? And what allowed you to to do that? Where is all of this coming from? Were you in business before? Sorry, just I'm rambling at this point, but really trying to get to know who Sandy is at the core. I, I lost, I've lost money in a lot of things. I've spent time on things that had zero, like zero impact on anybody that were just complete fails. That was probably my three years prior to getting really heavily in real estate was working little jobs that were really. Um, just jobs to get me through. I, I, I'm not very, not all that employable. So I, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, wouldn't show up. But. I'm going to stop you there for a second. I'm going to sort of interrupt. I think a lot of great entrepreneurs are very unemployable. Yes. <laughs> well, I always wanted to spend time on my other stuff that I was doing outside of, outside of work, right? And, and, and uh, eventually that turned into real estate. But I was, I was dabbling in, um, you know, internet businesses and like trying to just, add value or make some sort of, I probably wasn't trying to add value. I was trying to make money online. I should have been trying to just add value. <laughs> um, but I, I love the idea of the kind of internet entrepreneur lifestyle for a while. And I was really getting into that. I, I dabbled in um, various businesses, honestly, just ups and downs with health businesses, like nutrition stuff, uh, golf. I was a pro golfer for a while living in Australia before I came back here in uh, 2009, I believe. And then we started doing the the real estate thing. Kate, my wife and I kind of, uh, we were working together at another job. She actually hired me, which is one of her favorite stories. Um, and then uh, we we kind of got interested in this real estate thing at the same time. And, and then we, we just decided I got a job with um, uh, Property Guys, private real estate sales. Uh, and that kind of got me into some real estate conversations and got me in talking with homeowners, kind of almost acting like a real estate agent to an extent. Uh, but that got me into some new real estate investor conversations all of a sudden. And we started going to all these meetup groups and just, I, I was just soaking everything in, right? Learning like crazy. Um, got kind of addicted to learning. I, I've always been a, I would say a lifelong learner, not necessarily, I wasn't exactly, I was a pretty good student, but I wasn't like all that intrigued by it. I would love to learn myself, like my own stuff, what actually I could actually use. 
And so, you know, I've always been interested in that. I think that's been a huge key for me is, is being that mindset. Like I love learning. I love reading books. I love consistently like adding value to myself in that sense, adding, getting my brain going. And I find that, uh, you have to be that to, to an extent. You have to want to learn and keep growing. Uh, and, and I do that every day. Well, what, one of your past uh, employers actually chimes in here. <laughs> and if you're listening, Mark Loeffler's asking, well, why did I hire Sandy then? <laughs> After all those comments. I always I leave it to Loeffler. I was a reasonable, and, and, oh, I wasn't really an employee, I guess, but I was a reasonable, reasonable worker for him, I think. Yeah, reasonable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and, and I think that was, correct me or help me out with my timing on everything. Um, when you got your real estate license, you were still living in the Durham area. Is that right? Uh, so, Kate, my wife, we, we moved in together. I was in Vaughn. Uh, Vaughn, okay. So yeah. we would we would trek out to Durham because we that Durham Real Estate Investment Group was one of the best ones out there at the time. Still probably is uh, with Quentin and his group. I know you've had him on, I think, the show probably before. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, yeah, we were living in Woodbridge. So got connected with Mark and yeah, great opportunity. We were looking at Hamilton as an investment market, something that we're interested in. Perfect timing probably to come out this way and, and be involved in this market because it was on fire, still is. Uh, and this is that's where we own the majority of our portfolio is in the Hamilton area too. Right, right, right. Yeah, uh, Sandy's referencing Quinta D'Souza. He was on our, our second, third, or fourth show. I can't recall, but if you want to learn from somebody that just truly loves educating people, and more importantly, right, Sandy, I think you'd agree. Like, I don't know many other people that walk their talk more than Quinton does, right? Yeah. 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 Well, he, he, uh, he calls himself the chief education officer, of, yeah. or, and he is such a good educator, which is, I use a lot. I've learned that. And I'm honest with myself, and, and I always try and do that with our team is, is through, through leading them. Is a lot of that is educating them and coaching them. Like, that's how I see myself mostly day to day is, is training and coaching the people that we're in business with. And uh, you have to love people and you have to love educating people to do that. And uh, I learned a lot from him, actually. So, yeah. yeah, he's a great guy, great, great person to chat with and learn about real estate investing. That's for sure. First, yeah, no, that's pretty cool. I think we're going down a little walk of memory lane here, and uh, we all we all know Michael Dominguez. <laughs> Very good, Michael. Nice to see you. With the Mustang, his Mustang. I do remember that. Yeah, well, yeah, Michael that's his other comment first, here. He, he was the first uh, our real estate agent that we worked with. Uh, we bought our first real estate investment property through him. Uh, would have been like seven years ago, something like that. Yeah, eight years ago. Fantastic. Fantastic. We always we always remember our first. I mean, you know, the first agent that I ever worked with uh, is actually local here in the Aurora area, and this must have been twenty some odd years ago. And uh, one of the so here's why I chose him. A, he had a lot of signs in my neighborhood, so never discount leverage or signs and for sale signs and listings, right? Never discount that. The other cool thing, as I researched him, he was an Olympic swimmer. And so I always look for something a little bit intriguing or different uh, in people. I'm like, I got to call this guy. And uh, and I remember when he come, came over to our house, uh, he was wearing the Olympic rings. I'm like, I got to ask you. Yeah, that, that was on his finger. And sure enough, he, he competed for Canada. And uh, I love stories like that, right? So here's something I, I knew this, but I'd forgotten about uh, Sandy. You spent time in Australia. So what were you doing? Like, I know you mentioned, but like, what took you to Australia? I went there to play golf, to play golf uh, and I was okay at it. Uh, <laughs> I, I got, I got. honestly, it's a, any, like any sport, it's, it's really incredibly difficult to actually make something of it. You have to be 
supremely talented, but you got to work like crazy. You really got to put in a lot of effort. I learned a lot about that there. I was um, practicing daily and worked with a lot of uh, a lot of Koreans and um, Japanese players. Oh my gosh, they had the best work at work ethic. They were just crazy. They would work 15, 16 hours a day on their golf game, go out and play and do really well. They just had amazing work ethic. And uh, and that's any athlete, any sport, you really need to have that to compete at, at that sort of level. <clears throat> I didn't have probably quite the skill sets needed to do that or maybe the, maybe the drive at the time. And uh, and ended up teaching a bit, lived out there for three years at the end of the day, taught some golf, played golf, uh, really all centered around that. And um, tried to make enough money to pay some rent and, and live. Uh, thankfully, it's a, it's not too crazy to live there, or at least wasn't too crazy. There's only one season, and that's beautiful sunny weather all the time. So you don't have to worry about winter tires, all the sort of stuff we got to worry about back here. But but yeah, I came back here. I was a, I saw Mark comment there too. I actually played professional poker while, while I was out there. Um, which is not very many professional poker players are employable. So another another thing, another reason to avoid getting a real job, basically, is what that was. But uh, but I was so, able to fund a bit of my life there for a couple of years actually through that. So um, it was fun. I, I fell out of love with it, but it was a fun time. So now tell us, Andy, as a professional athlete, because you were a pro golfer, as a professional golfer, um, what are some of the lessons you learned? from that that has allowed you to be a successful CEO of multiple businesses. It's funny you ask that because I've been I've been uh, I've been getting back into golf a little bit this last couple of years with with having nothing else to do <laughs> um, outside of uh, outside of work. Yeah, and, nothing uh, else to do other than like the four or five businesses he runs. He's got nothing to do. Uh, yeah, call it. Well, I, I'm taking some inspiration maybe from maybe from Mark there again because yeah. that's all, I think that's all he does is golf and work out. So uh, I kind of like the looks of that. But uh, yeah, we. You know what? You learn a lot. It's a great sport to learn uh, about psychology uh, because it's such a mental battle, and that's that whole sport. It's 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 like ninety percent in between your head and ten percent skill and what you actually do uh, with your with your um, with your body. So it's a really good uh, sport to learn psychology around, like just battling mental mentally. It's like running triathlons or running running marathons. It's a it's really about the mental side, right? It's not a necessarily the physical side so i spent a lot of time researching that learning reading books around that as i was playing and um totally absolutely helped me in business uh, in so many ways afterwards uh and that's most sports but golf's a really interesting one because it's so psychological hmm. so what what is it in you that is allowing that 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 is driving you to say Okay, let me own another business and let me add one more to this. Uh, what is that drive and where is that coming from? Have uh, you met Kate, my wife? <laughs> I don't know where to take this, Colin. <laughs> that is awesome. It's the best answer. It's the best answer. It is a big part of it because that's, that's uh, kind of, if I look at my life, when she came into it, definitely did make me a little more motivated to, to do all these things. Um, she's she's uh, immigrant Russian, moved over here at 13. She's got that immigrant immigrant mentality sort of behind her, and she's really you know excited about making something of of, of her life here, as as I am too with her. Uh, but that's that's definitely helped me. Having the people you surround yourself with are, are massively impactful on you, right? And so having people like her and other other people that are kind of similar to that um, is is complimentary to me because that's not necessarily my 
natural uh, abilities. But uh, but yeah, I think um, surrounding yourself with the right people definitely helps. And uh, and I've got some awesome people around me day to day that uh, that help me with that and getting getting motivated and inspired to do things. I think having multiple streams of income is incredibly important. Not only for me, for whatever my future generation of my family looks like, everyone needs multiple streams of income. Like we've learned that more so than ever in the last year, that there's not one income stream that any of us have right now that is totally guaranteed to be there, ongoing forever. Not even even you know we all own some properties. Even even that, you never know. You know, we land on the moon one day or Mars, all of a sudden maybe the values go down. <clears throat> so I think uh, having multiple streams of income is super important. So um, that just kind of insulates you and your, your ability to, to live life to the fullest is having that. And, um, and so, you know, we've got, we've got a bunch of streams of income at this point, but, you know, they're also fairly new. So they're also growing. So I'm, I'm still working on, on that in a lot of ways. Day to day is a lot of these businesses we have have only been around for less than five years. So they're still pretty much in their infancy and we're still working at them day to day to grow them and develop them. And uh, yeah, I think everyone needs multiple streams of income. And so it's super important. I, I can't imagine not having that because uh, the, the security you get, the, the feeling you get of confidence, of uh, like financial confidence when you have that, um, you know, one could take a dive one month or have a rough month and yet you're still good. You're still able to, to make good decisions in life because it's really tough. I've, I've been there many times where you have decisions in life financially or business or family and you're you're if you're stressed about finances it's not a you're not really making the best decisions typically it's a very st- stressful point of uh, a view to come from so really important to get your financial side of uh, of your 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 life in check so that you can yeah. live a great life yeah and, and no. one of the sorry Colin one of the life lessons Colin you'll you'll appreciate this because you know my dad um one of the one of the important life lessons that my dad's taught me is is two things in this conversation. One is is compound interest, so <laughs> and, and this right, and the second is yeah, having passive income, is, and and generate, and it's not just one source, right? It, it's got to be multiple sources. Has to be. No, uh, there, on- there's a funny there's a funny one on there. A question I see, uh, like uh, Dominguez asking about the the couch that we bought. This is a this is a bit of active income that we did at the time that was pretty funny. We were very first, I think it was the very first time we ever went around looking at houses with him. We had, uh, I guess this is the entrepreneurial side of things. It kind of sounds a bit a bit weird now thinking back, but <laughs> there's this couch on the side of the road, and Kate's like, "Oh my god, it's a beautiful couch. We got to like do something with that couch." It was on the side of the road because it was like someone for someone to pick it up because it was free. It's is it was an ugly old couch, but it had a, it had good bones, I guess. So it's kind of like finding that house that that looks like it's got beautiful bones, but it's a real ugly thing right now. And uh, and so I guess we were in that mode of fixing things up because we were house shopping for, for places that needed some work. And um, anyways, we picked up that couch. If you can picture three of us, I guess, in a Mustang, convertible Mustang, with a couch hanging out the back or hanging out above me, and I was like crouched in the back. We brought it, picked it up. This is a great realtor going above and beyond. Threw <laughs> 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 it in back his Mustang, brought it back to our uh, our house, and um, Kate, I, I guess I helped a bit. We did a whole refurbishment of the couch. I think we made like. I don't know. Can't remember what we sold for. Maybe six hundred bucks, seven hundred bucks. But uh, it was garbage. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so it's true was... entrepreneur. True yeah. entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I like um, I like what Peter has to say here. And uh, if we do land on the moon and the Mar and Mars, you can bet your life Sandy will open a brokerage uh, there. Yeah, I like it. Always looking for opportunity, now, Peter. Got to. Now let, let's transition into into brokerage because now someone you're like you rightfully said, Sandy, you've been in the business seven years now. Now what on earth got into you to think okay? Seven years into the business now, I'm going to open up a brokerage. Okay, that's I have a, a good of, idea. Let's let's pause that question. Let's 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 okay. pause that question because I want it to hang there. Well, you know okay. what time it is, Colin. Yep, yep. Because I want I want I want the I want the second half to be around that. I think it's a really neat conversation we can have around uh, what what drives somebody to open a brokerage and everything like that. So, uh, Sandy, you may have seen this bit before. We call it rapid fire, and. Um, I'm going to ask you uh, some skill testing questions, and they will all be serious. And for those listening, they know that that's not true. <laughs> so uh, here's the first question, and, and you can answer yes or no. Some of them you might have to think about, and uh, we'll start off with an easy one. Are you ready? Somewhere I've got I'm music ready. on this. Here we go. Here's some, here's some music coming. Maybe that's too loud. That's okay. Uh, first question, would you rather be talking or texting? Texting. I think I just texting. I think I just made up a new word, toxting. <laughs> you heard it here first. Saying that. I feel bad saying that, but texting. I, I know, right? Texting. Okay. Uh, second one, your favorite season of the year? Uh, fall. Fall. Perfect. Okay. We're getting a little bit more serious now. Is it wrong for a vegetarian to eat animal crackers? <laughs> That sounds, that feels okay. It feels okay. Okay. I'll go with that. <laughs> he felt uncomfortable saying it, but we'll go with it. Okay. Um, your wife is not listening. So first celebrity crush. Uh, Britney Spears. Britney Spears. Whoa. Okay. Which Britney now? Which Britney? Is it the original, um, Britney, Brit I, original Britney when I was like 12 years old? Or okay. So okay. <laughs> you and I grew up in the same area, Oxbridge, Stovall area. Do you, I, I right. don't remember this, but my close friend always tells me this. When she was still like 16, she showed up at Markville Mall to do a little concert there. Do you remember that? I do not remember that. But I oh. would have been, if she was 16, maybe I would have been too young. I don't know. I would probably would have been, if she was 16, I would have been, well, I don't know, 12, 11, 10, yeah. something like that, 10 yeah. maybe. I about fell off the couch when my buddy said he went. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> Anyways. Oh, wow. I would have been there. I would have yeah. been there if, if I knew of it. Yeah. Markville Wall is a local mall in Markham. That's pretty close to us. Um, where are we now? Um, favorite junk food? Uh, any, any form of chips. Love chips. Chips. Yeah. It's the salt. Um, yeah. Okay. Another serious question. Is double dipping at a party ever acceptable? I'm okay with it. Not during COVID, but I'm okay with it regularly. Oh, nice, nice. I don't disclose that. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Uh, fantastic. Uh, big dogs or small dogs? <laughs> I have two pretty small dogs. I'm not sure if we can cover that yet, but the combined weight of my, my two dogs is about 12 pounds. So Are you serious? I, I kind of have to say small dog. Ouch. I have like a medium-sized dog, and he's like 60 pounds. <laughs> Dang. Um, yeah, we have we, a two-and-a-half-pounder. Wow. Do, do you ever lose them in the couch? <laughs> I, I used to, I used, that used to be my nightmare. was like like sit, like, like going to sit down and just sitting on them and, be dead, or her, and being done. But 
You know what? They're actually they're, they're amazing. I love small dogs because they actually never need to be walked because running around from the one side of the house to the other is like that's enough for the day. I've never thought about that. Okay, yeah. Ch- check one for the small dogs. I've never thought about that. Interesting. Okay, very good. Um, would you rather cake or pie? Oh, I like pie. Yeah. Okay. Well, well done. A little like blueberry pie or something. Yeah. Nicely done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this one is always one of the fan favorites. Name one of the seven dwarfs. <laughs> it's actually tough. Sleepy. There it is. Everyone, folks. Yeah, we are we batting. We are batting one thousand percent on Sleepy being the number one answer. <laughs> that is right? amazing. Yeah, we do yeah, not well, coach. Yeah. We did not coach you what to say, right? <laughs> That's amazing. Very good. Okay, last one. Last one. Uh, the Godfather or Star Wars? The Godfather. There Godfather. it is again. Oh. Yeah. Dude, uh, if you had said Star Wars, we would have ended this like immediately. <laughs> <laughs> End stream. Click. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Technical difficulties. I can't. I can't. I'm, I'm not against Star Star. Did you say Star Wars or Star Trek? I'm not against either, but I don't know anything about it. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Actually, there's one on here that we we don't typically yeah. ask, but you might be able to pull this off. I don't know. Can you say good day, mate, in an Australian accent? Nice. Good day, mate. Okay, not yeah, bad. Not bad. We'll, yeah, not bad. We'll, we'll, we'll give you that one. <laughs> we'll give you that one. A little one. rusty. A little rusty. Ten, years, 10, 15 years ago, I had that one nailed. Very good. Very good. Okay, so I... I inappropriately um no that's perfect that was perfect okay good so colin you did, you, you, did, you did a lot of good prep for that but you didn't even get anywhere on the bio no. i know it's, it's all about you know yeah it's well all said. about fun it's all about fun so now we're back to the original question um yeah you're seven years into this and we know the real estate industry as it is right now you're not seeing a lot of, you know, young entrepreneurs, young realtors opening brokerages, and you've decided that, hey, I'm going to launch a brokerage. Tell us a little bit more about that and the guts, the the <laughs> the gumption for you to say, yes, I'm going to do this, and it's going to be one of the most successful brokerages. Yeah, I know. And, and during, obviously, a weird year and everything, um, there were some second thoughts, I'm not going to lie, here and there. Uh, but I think ultimately, you know, I, I've had a lot of fun growing the team. I, I realized that I, I, one of my favorite parts about this business is just helping our team members grow their business, um, kind of mentoring them, coaching them through it. Uh, I really enjoy that part of it. I know some people, you know, they bring on new agents to their team or their brokerage and they're like, oh, there's so much work, new agents, all this stuff. I love that part of it. It's one of my favorite parts of the business, seeing them grow, develop, start you know you can you can bring someone in this business that that maybe coming from a career they hated or just had no passion around maybe they weren't financially living the way they wanted to and, and you can there's no ceiling in this industry right you can make you can make such a big life so fast and it's really fun to watch people develop and grow into that so that's kind of my my why behind it i guess is just i really enjoy that part of it and uh gives me energy and you know, to do that in, uh, in I, I probably don't think I would have been, and there's no way we would have been as successful doing it with any other brand, but Keller Williams had the, 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 
the spot was there in the, in the geography. There was an opening there around the Vaughn region. I, I, I kind of knew it there. We had lived there for a little while. Um, I saw the opportunity there and it was just, it's really exciting. I'm passionate about Keller Williams. It's, if you look at my timeline, when I joined KW to where I am now, like that's where a lot of my, a lot of the great stuff has happened for me. And because KW is like an entrepreneurial playground, in my opinion, it's, you come into this, this company and you can, you can just create so many multiple income streams, like we talked about for myself owning and, and launching that brokerage was was just another another form of that and it's very much like running the team that we've already done um my wife kate being a team leader back uh be like four or five years ago now since she's been in that role but her having that experience definitely helped too she kind of knew you know and i through her kind of got to know a lot about the brokerage side of things not just the the realtor side so i felt like i had uh Felt like I had a lot of the knowledge there to do it. Uh, felt like with the the people we brought on and partners we have in there, we were definitely going to make it happen. It wasn't going to be a let's dabble and see if this works. It was like no, we're just going to make it happen. There was no doubt in my mind around that, and uh, and I knew it was going to be fun. So, okay, I I, I got to get my gather my thoughts. I, I have a lot of questions. I want to let's narrow it down, Gary. The here's what I want to know, Sandy is. Launch launch Keller Williams into a brand new area, and um, what do you what do you see Keller Williams offering uh, agents in that area? Or it doesn't matter if it's that area or not. What do you see KW offering that perhaps other brokerages or brands uh, don't have that that KW can step up to the plate and just knock it out of the park with? Uh, definitely environment, training, and technology. Those are the three pillars, in my opinion. Environment being the culture of collaboration and sharing. I think there's a that's always, you know, that's that's the number one thing that people find when they come here, whether they maybe know it coming in or they they learn it a lot more as they as they come into the the, the environment. That's that's always been the big one for me, biggest one for me, and uh, I don't see that at a lot of other companies. I don't, I don't think it's there's some other great ones and variations of it. KW just got it on steroids, and it's not just locally, but it's everywhere throughout the the world where where we operate, right? So, I think tapping into that for me, that's been a huge piece. Being able to share and, and collaborate with people all around North America uh, and beyond, that's something that uh, we can bring to that that area that they, that they don't see at the same level. <clears throat> Combined with the technology and all the different things happening there right now, we can see the the industry going that way, and, and the technology and, and all the different different things happening there. There's so much to talk about around that. But, uh, you know, KW's got a platform for that that no other brand has, not to the same extent. You know, um, proprietary in-house artificial intelligence, all these different components of it. I, I just think there's so much there. And it's going to not only be there today, but I think even the next couple of years, and as we go forward, it's just going to blow up even more and be even more of an important piece of our value add and, and of value add to the realtors and, and their businesses, ultimately. Because... For us to gain any success, we need to have those amazing stories of realtors coming and joining us and, and having their business explode because of it. And that's what we're focused on with, with those three main value pieces I mentioned is, you know, pouring those into the realtors business so they can, they can create amazing businesses. I like it. And, and one of the things that Colin and I often talk about too is, you know, we've, we've all had the experience of growing up in our real estate um, career at KW, but as as we all get to talk with agents from many other brands, uh, the conversation around operating a business is at the centerfold of just about everything that's done at KW. So, talk to us a little bit about 
what that looks like as you launch this new brokerage and how you're supporting your agents to think like business owners. So a great point, because that's probably, that's the point I missed there. And that's, in my life, I feel like I have minimal business training, aside from stuff I've done on my own, like prior to real estate. Uh, my wife, same thing. We have, you know, we've, we've, we've learned through they're doing not necessarily through formal education in a business business sense and coming to kw and over the past seven years being here the amount of the amount of business savviness i feel like i have compared to people i know that have gone on and done mbas and worked corporate jobs things like that i feel like i'm miles ahead in a lot of ways and that's all because of the, the environment and the, and the things i've learned at this company it's the reason that we've been able to go and launch a product management company construction and, and have them be successes and not not like you know, we have failed at, at growing other businesses, but the reason why we have a higher chance of success than most is because we've we've done it through KW. We've learned so much about business, not just realtor activity and realtor business, but that's applicable to all businesses. So, in my mind, you know, if we want to help people build multiple income streams, want to have more than just a realtor business, but you know, all sorts of different opportunities in this industry or even outside of this industry. Um, you know, KW can really help you hone those skills, help you learn how to run businesses, learn about profit and loss statements, learn the accounting side, which is not a fun side for me, but you know, it's important. Um, learning all those pieces that, 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 that you need to know to run a real business and be like a CEO of a business, CEO of your life, even if it's your, your family financial life, right? That's a business. I, we look at our family, you know, our, our, that's a business, right? It's, it's, it's a different form of business, but you're running the, financials on your household and things like that are important knowing how to do that at a higher level is only going to create a better life for for yourself and for the realtors that we we do business with i like it you took the words out of colin's mouth i think <laughs> i left him speechless <laughs> yeah no that um and you've now launched this we launched that uh, brokerage in february you launched that brokerage right end of january yeah so we've been uh what have we been almost three months three months and now three months into this where are you looking to take this brokerage in the next year sandy in the next three years great question uh you know we're there's a few things on that but we're really looking to help a lot of great agents in the area i think we, we can do a, lot, a better job at, at 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 uh getting in business with with some other great people uh, so definitely growing it. We have massive opportunity in the GTA because there's so many realtors. Um, there's so many realtors that I don't think are getting getting the best opportunities where they're at. Um, and so providing that, that through through just getting in contact with them, helping them see what maybe they're not seeing yet in their business and, and helping them uh, grow it. I think we can do that. And I think we do that at like right now we have 50, 50, 55 agents in our office. Uh, I, I see us being around... You know, close to a thousand mark in in the matter of the next five years. I think that's that's the type of numbers that we can get to in size of a brokerage. I don't see there's any reason not to be at that level. There's there's thousand plus person brokerages around the GTA already, and uh, we're in an amazing geographical spot for it. There's so much happening in the Vaughn region across the street from us is Vaughn Metropolitan Center, and that whole development happening. It's like another square one. There's so many condo buildings, life like cool new lifestyle sort of developments happening that are amazing. Um, it's going to attract so many people to the area. So we're we're pretty well well situated geographically to really do you know create a really awesome brokerage. But the only way we're going to do that is by delivering value to the agents and making sure that they are our walking testimonials and and they have to grow their business right. So they have to come in. We got to 
we got to have the platform for them to work off of, which we have we have that just through Keller Williams on its own, which is why I'm so thankful to open to Keller Williams and not any other brand because the leverage I get in that, and you know, we've been working on this for a little over a year, but you know, I, I'm not having to recreate everything. Right? I'm just leveraging what's already there and, and creating great people around that to help help support that and help uh, deliver that value to the agents. So I think we're really well positioned to do that. It's going to be a, a lot of different things along the way. We're going to, the technology, like I said, is going to go crazy in the next few years. Um, that's going to be, you know, ongoing uh, in how we work with that and develop that. And uh, and I'm just proud to be a partner with Keller Williams in that because I see us as a, as a leader in that space, which we have to be. If you're with a, any other company that's not actively working in the technology side of real estate in some form right now, you're... I don't see how you're going to survive the next few years. I, I like it. Kelly has a really, really great comment here. KW is the place that trains you for the next opportunity and gives the path to achieve it. And, you know, we're all in, we all have different positions here, actually, but we're all leaders. You know, Colin, you're leading your team. Sandy, you're leading the, your, your new brokers and team. And I'm leading the brokers uh, here in the new market area. And, and one of the things, and I'd love to get both of your comments on this, in fact, you know, one of the things that agents get tunnel vision on is I'm an agent. And and they not that they fail to see, I think perhaps they've never been shown the path, as Kelly uh, says it here, that there's so many other opportunities uh, in this industry that, you know, a company like KW can can offer. Like, how do you guys see that as, as different opportunities? Like, both of you have different leadership roles uh, within the industry. I'd love to hear both of your comments on that. Sandy first. <laughs> I think uh, I love that comment. Kelly's got a great way of articulating these things better than I probably can. Um, so I love how she wrote that. That, makes, that's, that outlines it perfectly. Uh, I think... <laughs> Look, sometimes you are a great realtor and that's what you want to be and that's what you really want to do and you should do it. <clears throat> I, I, personally, I, I, I enjoyed that a little bit. It's not my favorite part of the industry. And there's so many other things in the industry that, that to me, are more exciting. <clears throat> I love working with agents and training them and helping them grow their business. Um, I, I liked it at a time. I find, personally, I get I tend to. This is just my path in life, I guess. I, I tend to get a little bit bored after a few years in doing something. Um, I like to have new things, kind of shiny objects at times that, that are around me. Um, I got a little bit bored, to be honest, of dealing with the clients day to day. I don't. I still like it here and there. I just don't like doing it full on every day. Like some people love doing that every day and work with dozens or hundreds of clients throughout the course of a year. Um, this just wasn't for me. I, I really enjoy helping the agents do it. And, and to me, that was the path that made sense for me. Um, but there's so many paths in this business. There's so many opportunities. So everyone's going to look at it a bit, a bit differently. It's got to be something that's exciting that you get up for every day to, to be excited about doing. If you're not excited about working with clients all the time, uh, I see it's funny. I hear so many realtors talk about like being sick of working with people. I don't like people. I get to deal with them every day. I hate dealing. I don't want to go to another deal with more people. Well, it's kind of tough. We're in the people business, right? So it's if you don't like working with people, at least to some extent, um, you probably shouldn't be working with clients. <laughs> you might not. You maybe shouldn't be in this business at all, really, ultimately. But uh, but I I like working with those people. I like helping them be better business people. Call it. What are your thoughts on that? Um, for me, I see it as I'm a business owner first. Um, first, a business owner. 
and I see real estate as a plat the the almost a springboard, the first platform for me to build multiple businesses. Um, real estate, I truly believe, is just entry level, right? Just like Sandy, Sandy came in, got his real estate license. Now, because he got his real estate license where he is in Keller Williams, he's been able to build, you know, five other businesses, starting with his real estate license. Um, so that just creates more opportunity. So first, I'm a business owner. Um, and I see real estate as just that springboard to, to build and create bigger, bigger businesses. Yeah, I like it. And and it's it's always that path to, you know, more more opportunity gives you more freedom. It, it is the way I look mm -hmm. at it, right? And and we all have, you know, we all have things that we're working mm -hmm. towards and whether that's more time to spend, you know, golfing or playing poker or whatever it is, Sandy from years past, uh it, it I think the more opportunity that that you have, uh, the more freedom you're going to have down the down the road or even at this moment, right? In in your life. Now, Gear, you said more opportunities equal more freedom. And there was an announcement that was made a couple of weeks ago uh about potential opportunities that might be coming down the pipeline. With Keller Williams, uh, I would like to get the, uh, Sandy your thoughts about that. As uh, owner of a brokerage, how do you see this potential news? Where do you see this going for us? <clears throat> so qualify that uh, a little bit uh, for our <laughs> listeners that that are maybe up to speed first on. First qualify it and then answer it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah first sorry. qualify. It. So the, the, the news qualify it or who, go for it, Sandy. The, yeah, the, 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 Who's dropping the real, uh, real uh, news? I'm, thing I, I, I teed it up. I teed it up so that you can swing. <laughs> well, I can't. I can't say. I can't say with absolute certainty what's happening, but I can say that. Yeah. Well, the, I, I know what the 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 line is from the from the higher ups is is that KW is exploring a lot of opportunities, uh, and one of them being going public, and so I think that's uh I think that potentially is an awesome play because you just look at the landscape of the technology and everything right now and, and the different movements and shakers happening there. Like there's a lot of different, um, mergers, mergers and acquisitions, uh, happening right now in the technology of the prop tech space. KW being a, a, a company that's always like been at the forefront of the realtor side of the, this business for many years now, uh, to look ahead to the next few years. This is why I love, you know, Gary Keller and, and a lot of the people he brings in around himself, they're, they're always looking at the next five, 10 years out and they're not going to be the ones that are, that are caught like a blockbuster, like a, uh, blockbuster is an easy example where they, they just weren't forward thinking enough and seeing where the, the, the industry was going before they knew it. They, they were, they were dead instantly almost, right? Seemingly overnight because they didn't see what, what a next Netflix saw, what a, um, a Hulu or all these other companies saw. <laughs> where KW is, is, I think Gary runs it, it really well in that sense. He, he's always looking at what's happening in the next five years, 10 years, being ahead of the game. Like he's five years ago, started building out the, the proper, the, um, the technology platform that we have now. And if we hadn't started that five years ago, we just starting it now, you're, you're, you're way behind. You're light years behind. So, uh, the technology and the prop tech space and all that, ha all that happening, I think in order to really compete, you, you do need to have the ability to attract a lot of funding as needed to be able to go 
take over some of these other companies or merge or, or do some versions of that. I think they're setting themselves up to, to be able to play in that world a little better than they can right now. So it's super exciting to me because I know the one thing and, and it is the culture environment is not going to change because they just won't because they would never do anything that's going to affect that. And that's, that's, you know, you got to believe that that's the case. Maybe some people might not, but I, I, I have never seen anything to tell us otherwise. So I believe that that's going to be the, the case. And I think, you know, partnering with, and that's, we, we started this whole talk around partnerships. Like that is, that is one of my biggest partnerships right now is Keller Williams. And when you look at the things they're doing and the value they're adding to us as people, as, as real estate owners, business owners, uh, you got to feel pretty good about that part. It's kind of business chess world. It's, it's, it's amazing. They're, they're really well thought out moves that are forward thinking. No, it's so true. And Gary Keller, when um, when he was talking to the leadership about that, uh, he used a uh, John Maxwell quote, and I posted it on one of our Facebook groups, and and I love it because it's it's it couldn't be a more truer statement. And and we all love John Maxwell quotes, uh, and it says, "Change is inevitable, growth is optional." And, and, you know, for, for, and, and we can see it in all walks of different parts of the industry or all walks in business or walks in life, right? There are those that never, never want to change. However, your growth is going to be stunted, right? And if this is a way for, for KW to, to pour back into, um, the agents, uh, it'll happen, right? It, it'll happen for sure. And many people ask, well, why is this happening? Well, it's to, is to provide us with, you know, in, we've always had immense amount of resources to pour back into agents and, you know, in, in, in how we uh, support our agents. Uh, this is just, this would take it to a whole new atmosphere, stratosphere, if you will, in my opinion. Uh, the other one, is it a Maxwell quote? Uh, I think Gary said it too, is, um, you're, gro- uh, is you're growing so slowly that you're dying? Is that the line? Yeah. 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 You're growing so slowly that you're actually dying. Um, that's, that's kind of in line with that too. A lot of these companies, they, they you, you don't even sense if, cause if you're not growing, if you're not, if you're just, you know, you see the change happening, but you're not growing and evolving with it, you're dead. You're dying. Yeah. It's a slow yeah. death sometimes and then it's instant. Uh, and, and that's where, that's where companies are going to end up. I think there will be companies and examples of that in our industry over the next five years that, that, that it's obvious you see that. And they're the ones that aren't going to be adapting and growing. Well, you, and you said it here too earlier. You, you know, there's a lot of acquisitions and partnerships that are forming. And that's because, you know, you know, when you do get to create some amazing, you know, align with amazing other people and partnerships, you can do much more in the power of numbers than you can by yourself. Right. And and, you know, for for those of us and, and the likes of Colin and others that really watch the stock market and and when public offerings come out, IPOs come out, I can't think of at this moment, maybe maybe I'd be someone can correct me of another company going public that has zero to no debt. And a track record of 30 some and- odd 40 years. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like, yeah. I don't know what that's going to mean to the, to the valuation of the company, but, uh, re- I think regardless if, if it goes public or not, these are really interesting. And maybe the right word here is exciting times for, for our, not only KW, but for our industry for sure. So now we're in a time where, you know, there's the potential of us going public. Um, we're also seeing during COVID how, you know, Bitcoin and the digital currency 
has taken off to a whole new stratosphere. Uh, what do we see the future of real estate being in the next five, seven, ten years? Because so much is changing. And I don't know if we have enough time to answer all of that, but we can, we can at least start it. It's a tough one. Five, seven, ten years. Ten years, I, we probably have no idea. Because ten years, it's funny when you look at technology and, and the track record of it, right? It, it's, it, it's all exponential, right? So you look at the developments in the last year that have happened. have been pretty, pretty big compared to like the last five years before that. We've made huge, huge leaps and bounds. We've grown leaps and bounds in the last year. <laughs> it's going to happen like 10 or 100x in the next year again, right? It's going to keep growing even faster. And the um, the uh, the speed at which you're going to have to adapt is going to just also pick up so much, right? So I think it's going to be a crazy, interesting ride over the next bunch of years here, uh, because there's going to be a lot of big changes. And I think with with that is going to be a lot of a lot more, you know, virtual world, virtual reality. You know, being able to see and show houses from your living room that's going to be a reality at some point. Um, you know, where, where people are putting on the, the glasses, it already is a reality, but it's going to be, you know, really happening at a higher level. Um, where you're able to go look at a house in Vancouver, BC from, you know, us here in the GTA. And you can literally feel like you're in the home walking around it, touring. Maybe the agents there with you, maybe not. I don't know, but that's going to, that's going to be something I see coming somewhat soon. Probably, probably, probably really soon. Probably in the next couple of years, that's going to, um, really start to be a lot more common. And, uh, you know, I, I, so from agents, we're going to have to find a lot of different ways to add value, right? Because there's no secret, the agents value and same with brokerages and, and teams, we're all losing value to an extent because prop, you know, technology is taking over certain elements of this. I, I still think we're, we have a big place in this, uh, that it's a people business, like I've said before in this, in this, in this chat here. So, you know, finding ways to add value in different ways is, is going to be the, the unique ways to add value. And also, like, actually, you're going to have to be able to, to kind of develop some new technology and, and use it in your business. Otherwise, you know, the, the speed at which it's going to get utilized is going to go up really fast, in my opinion. Um, it's not going to be an option to do virtual. Like, you have to have these virtual tours. You're going to have to be able to offer some sort of 3D reality walkthroughs of properties stuff like that it's gonna be fun yeah it is and what's uh gary keller's quote i i'll i'll uh he, he says you know this is still a people business however it's going to be digitally enhanced in a sense right we're, we're using the technologies uh somewhat that you just talked about and and at the end of the day you know for my my opinion is you know people still crave human interaction as much as they like the ease of jumping onto Netflix and watching whatever they want to watch at the end of the day you know we're doing this interview but uh, you know normally we would get in the podcast room and all three of us would be together and we could all smell how smelly we are and everything else but yet our brains are programmed like that's part of human interaction right and i think that part of it and for the agents that see and know how to leverage that uh, those are the ones I believe are going to have to, you know, be able to just catapult their business and and really dive deep into those relationships. Um, I'm going to say one more thing on that. I think it's going to get a lot more, a lot younger, a lot more useful this business, <clears throat> and I, and it's partially due to the the, the technology, 
but more so, I think it's going to be because the younger demographics are, are just more able to change quickly in, in, in these things. And they're going to see the opportunity that, that this business has in it is, is such a amazing way to build wealth pretty fast because there's, there's no ceiling. And I think there's going to be a lot more people that maybe bypass the traditional school route and maybe come out of high school and they're 18, 19 that are really technology, technologically savvy. And they're going to be using this stuff and really taking market share pretty fast. And um, those are the people we need to l- learn from as they come into the industry and, and, uh, and take some of their, their strategies that they're going to be using because they're going to be able to go build a database of 100,000 people in a matter of a year or less. <clears throat> Whereas for us, it's taken people 25 years to build up databases like that at that size, right? So it's going to really be... Uh, interesting to watch. Those are the people I want to learn from and watch a lot of is, is how those, those new people coming into the business are, are changing things because, because it's easy for them because it's not changing, right? It's harder for us that have been doing something a certain way to make a change. They're just going to come in and do it and they're going to blow us away if we're not, if we're not adapting to it. Yeah, absolutely. We're going long here, but I got one more thought and it's relevant to it. I think it was Gary Vanderchuk that says this. Uh, he'd rather partner with a passionate, he used the word millennial in this conversation, but you know, a, a young, a passionate young person over, you know, some fifty-year-old any day, because they're so passionate that they're just, you know, they're they're going to go out and do that task or their job or in, you know, see their vision through uh, much more diligently and have energy and be, have excitement around it than than most older people will. So I think I think you're onto something there for sure. Good stuff. There'll be a space for us. There'll be a space for us. Don't oh, yeah. We'll, Don't we'll, worry. We'll <laughs> I, I'm the senior of the three here, so I throw myself <laughs> under that bus. It's all good. It's all good. Um, so, Sandy, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, you know, they can they can find me on social media pretty easily. Uh, feel free to direct message me, PM me through that. Um, or uh, 416-567-3866. They want to text or call me. Perfect. And and go ahead and plug your, your one of 19,000 podcasts. Plug your favorite couple. <laughs> you know, the, the, the show that they should watch and listen to the most because we can really help them in their wealth building strategies is, uh, is the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast, which you can find on basically any platform. Um, you can also find uh, the Team Building Podcast for Canadians, which I've only been doing for about six, six seven months maybe now. Um, but really had a great time doing that and, and sharing sort of similar stories that you, that you guys do around team building and real estate, specifically Canadian-based. Uh, so I've had been having fun doing that one as well. Um, certainly the investment side of it, Breakthrough Real Estate Investing, you can go listen to about 150 plus hours of content that we've got there uh, and learn a lot more about my whole journey because it's seven years worth. So it's pretty good. Beautiful. And as I said at the top of the show, uh, that is the leading Canadian real estate podcast. So do, do yourself a favor and go subscribe to that one for sure. And, uh, and also reach out to Sandy. Absolutely. So, uh, that wraps up another episode of the Not So Black and White Real Estate Podcast. So for Sandy McKay, thank you for your, your time and, and, uh, your expertise here, my friend. And we had a lot of fun here. So thank you. Hey, next time, by the way, when I when if Andre and I are together and we get recognized, now now that I've been on the show, I'm just going to take the credit. I'm going to say, yeah, that wasn't was me on that show. Yeah, yeah, I was on that show. Awesome, I love yeah, it. Thanks for having me. I love it. It was a fun time. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, and and for Sir Colin Campbell, I'm Gary McGowan, and that is another episode of the Not So Black and White Real Estate Podcast. Bye for now. <laughs>